0: Well, Christmas time is seriously drawing near. As I talked over, school was out on Thanksgiving break for me, so I had lots of time to talk to you readers if you had any questions. This story is called The Fiery Soul, and this is a continuation of my original story, The Fires of Area 51. In this story, I handled dangers, threats, and, well, preparation of Christmas time. The inspiration for this story comes from an idea I had a while back. I wanted to do some kind of continuation, but I had no idea about what I was going to really do. So with that said, let me just... Okay? And let's dive into this hot story and finale. I grunted and rolled over in my sleep. Then, sitting up, I looked out the window to see that the terrain around me had warped from a sunny day into something far better, a winter wonderland. I also happened to awake to the smell of chocolate chip and blueberry pancakes. It was a Saturday, sometimes pancake day. The ground was white outside, as well as the marbled-colored sky. The trees and their frozen branches and everything else in between were also white. I glanced out and saw the chicken coop and a group of deer out back from the window just passing through the yard. I rolled over, pulled the covers off, and yawned. It was a snow day. Problem was, I was homeschooled. So, no snow day for me. I sat down with my bowl of cereal to my left, stack of to-do lists on my right. Little by little, I began to advance. And even long after Ben and Em's had gotten up and ran off to enjoy the snow day, I sat, working on math, one of my more challenging classes this year. Besides, I still had my fire powers to deal with. After all, I had misused my powers way more than once. And trust me, I'm not going into specifics. Callan, our giant furball of a cat, meowed and hopped onto a chair, then onto the table. He started licking my hand, and then he stared at me with his giant emerald green eyes. I stopped writing my essay to stare at him. The clock had gone from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. I was pretty much all done for the day. All of my work was on a neat little pile on the table. I was satisfied, so I held myself with some toast, eggs, and some bacon. Against my parents' knowledge of my powers, I crumbled the bacon into my hand and then ignited my hand in fire. It sat there for a few minutes, and then I stopped. When I opened my hands, I had a crispy, golden-red strip of bacon in my palm. Callan followed me, meowing the entire time for food, as I sat down in the family room and enjoyed my sandwich and technical lunch. I read through my book about a spy in Shanghai as he crossed through dangerous drug runners, gangsters, and nearly losing his life in the heat of the fight against crime. I was so stuck to the book that I didn't realize that my brothers were screaming. Dad was in another meeting, and Mom was out shopping. Great. I didn't need to bundle up because my skin was naturally warm. I burst out the door and saw Ben Adams being chased. By a bear. A giant, furry, black bear. Almost like Helen but this thing was way bigger. I clapped my hand in my head as I kicked open the screen door. Dad had warned us numerous times about not going outside when he was in a meeting. Especially in the winter when just about everything that could kill you was out and about. I ignited into flame and stood between my brothers and the bear. But now that I was in this position, this thing was bigger than they said in the books at school. Its breath reeked of fish and other dead stuff, and its fur was matted and wet with snow. I frowned trying to figure out how to scare it off without bringing the government or the wildlife agency on me when the bear roared slashing at me. I jumped backwards because I didn't want to hurt it, and I also didn't want to do anything stupid. So, I did pretty much the only thing natural. I kicked it in the shins, which brought it down on me. Well, the bear really didn't like that, and it roared in both surprise and anger. Couldn't tell which one. It was just roars, growls, and grunts. I thought I felt something break, but thankfully that was just some Lego figures in my pocket. I set my hand on fire and pushed it right into the bear's gut. It felt like a searing, white-hot needle. It clearly didn't like that, so it roared, running into the woods as it went. I sighed, and then checked my body to see if I had been scratched. Sure enough, there was a giant gash, open and gushing blood on my arm. I uh, turned off my flame and then turned to Ben You two really shouldn't be out of here. Come on, I'll go make some hot chocolate. They were both staring jaws open in the frigid weather at my arm. I gazed down and then winced, trying not to throw up. Fortunately for me, but not for Ben, Ems beat me to it. I wiped off his mouth some snow and then hurried them inside, slamming the door shut as I went. Ollie, what the- When my dad emerged from his room, he was faced with a strange sight. My arm was wide open, Ben and M's were drinking hot chocolate and reading books, and the floor was covered in comic books and other junk. Callan instantly ran in between my dad's legs into his room, jumped up onto mom and dad's bed, and he fell asleep instantly. Hey dad. Yeah, so Ben and M's got cornered by a bear while sledding, so I kinda sorta used my powers to help them. I didn't seem confident delivering the news, but my dad seemed relieved rather than angry. After all, I wasn't technically allowed to use my powers. If I did, then the government would find me and we would have to leave our home. But dad just smiled and shook his head. Be more careful next time, boys. And Ollie, thanks for doing that. Watch a movie to relax, really. With something like that, he tried not to point at my arm. Well, that's going to take some time to heal. Alright, whatever. Ben fought and won the remote from Ems, and they both sat down watching something on Disney+. I, on the other hand, just relaxed my arm and wrapped it in a wet dishcloth. Most of the bleeding had stopped. It was just a matter of letting anyone see my injury. Then, I got it. Taking all the cloth I could find, including some paper towels around the house, I wrapped up my arm to look like a cast. Sure, it stung. A lot. But I managed to pull through the pain, and I had myself a pretty decent-looking cast. Then I could just tell everybody that it was a sledding accident. Sat back down and watched TV with Ben and Ems. Soon, I began to snore. Count jumped up onto my lap, and he didn't move until something moved him. Rather, three-somethings, to be exact. And those three-somethings picked me up, threw me in a van, and drove me off in a way, all while Ben and Ems were hypnotized by the colors and the animations of the TV. So it was no surprise when I woke up, I was strapped to a seat, found in every place imaginable. Huh? I looked around, and then turned and saw the U.S. government symbol on the wall. Ah, no, 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 not again! I slammed my head into nothingness, and just fell backward. Oof! I tried igniting into flame. No good. And these knots were like iron. I tried to focus on what I was doing. And I suddenly got a jolt of electricity through my bad arm. And this, this was painful. It felt like a bullet grazed my arm just like the book from the spy that I was reading. It felt like somebody dragged a red-hot poker across my arm and then punched it for a couple of good measures, except it was a lot more painful. I yelled, then threw myself through the one-way mirror and broke my chair into pieces. I snapped my ropes, ripped off my gag, and crawled into the vent, sealing it up behind me as I went. And that, my friends, just so happened to be perfect timing. Because wouldn't you know it, when two guards came back into the room to check on me, the mirror was wide open, splinters of the glass on the floor. The alarm was soon raised, and I took no time to hesitate. I was out. But as long as I had this stupid bracelet on, they could track me. So I smashed it against the vent wall. It shattered harmlessly into little fragments, almost exactly like the mirror. Once I was in the vents, I crawled through the giant labyrinth, feeling out the vibe of the cold air. If I could feel the cold air, then I knew where I had to go to get outside. Then I got where I needed to be. I kicked open the vent, hopped out into some kind of warehouse, and sprinted away out into the blinding sunlight. I ignited a flame and shot through the air, a runaway missile like Rudolph against the setting sun. I was confused, however. I kind of expected that the government would have better security, but I thought wrong. It clearly didn't expect that move from a so-called mutant, and by the time they came back in to check on me, I was halfway home. The snow was still on my face as I burst in through the door, locked it, then closed every blind door and window in the house. I ran up to my room and found the only weapon that I really called a weapon, my small airsoft gun. It was a Glock, so that was a bonus. It shot pretty fast, pretty hard. I loaded up my gun, and the clock struck 7 o'clock. I hurried down the stairs, in the bathroom, gave myself a little personal prayer, and then sat down to light the candles with my finger, gun in my pocket, as me and my family said our prayers. I was safe for the time being. I knew that the government would find me at some point, and they would never stop tracking me down until I died. But one thing was clear as day to me. If they tried to harm my family or anyone I loved, no place would be safe for them. I was ready. For a teenager with fire powers, I was experienced, ready, and powerful enough for anything that came my way. Now, little did I know it, but back at the U.S. government, someone was looking on security cameras. Hmm. My, my, my. This won't do at all. Not at all. The man looked up took off his jet-black shades, and turned around to face three figures. The three figures who had kidnapped me, I later realized, were the exact same ones who tried to kill me at Area 51. I've heard that you gents are the finest in the business, the agent said. Hey guys, thanks for listening again, and I wanted to give off a few announcements before I end this episode. First, I actually had my first snow day more than a couple of days ago. Second, I will be taking winter break off, so no podcasts for the rest of the year. Finally, uh, I guess be sure to stock up and get ready for Christmas this year. Don't let COVID stop you. Have a Merry Christmas, and goodbye.